Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's for the city, man. Big, 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 bowing in. Clutch in. The Astros 2017 World Series Champion. The Houston Texans select Clutch. Strap in Clutch City Sunday here on Sports Talk 790. Michael Connor here with you this morning until noon. Actually, I'm with you until 1235 today because I will be with you for the Astros on Deck show, which we will do from 12 to 1235. Uh, getting you set for the Strohs. Looking for the sweep today of the Seattle Mariners after two straight days of absolutely busting out. We're going to get plenty into them as we move along. We do have a lot to get to. Uh, you can join us at 713-212-5790. 713-212-5790. You can help me stay um Engaged? I shouldn't say that. I'm going to be watching Chelsea versus Arsenal in the middle of this in the middle of this show. So we're really going to test out my ability to watch and to talk at the same time. I do it every weekend. I think I'll be okay. But still, it's a big match, big, big, big match today. And now that I'm Mr. Premier League, I am all the way in on watching this one today. Um, the Texans last night. We're going to discuss here in just a second. I just want to give you a preview of the next segment because there is a dumb, 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 dumb writer. Uh, that writes for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, and his name is Mac Engel, and he has written one of the dumbest columns in the history of time. Now, look, he has gotten the victory out of me today because I've clicked on his on his um, on his head or on his column today, and like I said, it is absolutely stupid. And we're going to go through it. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're going to torch this idiot for the dumb that he is. It's going to be fun, so prepare yourself in about 10 minutes or so. We will bring you that. But we do start with the Houston Texans last night. They get the victory. Oh, my goodness. 2-0 in the preseason. Hey, look, winning games is always nice when you have a new head coach, I suppose. There's nothing that really stands out from the game other than defense last night. 2014, the final over the Dallas Cowboys. Very ugly night, in all honesty, in terms of offense. And that is, I think, what you can expect from this football team this season. If they're going to win games, they're going to win games by creating turnovers, which they did again last night. They've created turnovers in every single game so far this preseason. They're going to do it by playing ugly football, which is, you know, it is what it is. That's what they're going to do again. And... They'll win close games, which they did last night. They're not going to be a great offensive football team. That we know. It is just going to it's going to be a struggle to watch offensively. 
and you saw a good glimpse of that last night. I mean, they get the they get the turnover early. Now look, a lot of it is not playing starters. That so it's it's hard to have a complete judgment of this team. No Nico Collins last night. He was held out. Uh, but again, not a lot to necessarily write home about on the offensive end. Davis Mills looks okay. Um, Ten of sixteen. 115 yards. The pressure the Cowboys put on him and the quarterbacks was significant. Um, the the thing that you walk away with offensively last night is they were horrible on third downs. Absolutely horrible. And it's the same things that we talk about every year with this football team. And it's the same thing that we've uh, talked about or talked about kind of last week as well. Red zone and third downs. They they don't extend drives. It's it's just that's not good stuff. Again, defensively, good good things happen. I'm not going to take away from the guys that got the picks. They got three picks. The Texans played a bunch of back against a bunch of backups last night. I mean, Danucci for Dallas, who throws all three of them. He's not very good. You have to go out and look, absolutely make those picks. They did that. I think we go back to the biggest thing, and again, I, I don't want to overanalyze, I don't want to underanalyze when there's good things that you see that go on out there, like the pass rush has been been present so far, which is an important thing for this football team because they didn't have any of that last year. They can do that when they play, of course, ones of other teams, which we might not see until week one now. I shouldn't say might not. I, I would expect we don't see. I, I need to go check and see what Bruce Arians has said, if anything, about next week. I don't know how much they're going to play. I think they're going to play a little bit of their, of their starters in the third preseason game, the final one, which is nice that there's only three of them now. Um, but they, they, they've had a pass rush so far. Not great, not horrible, it's been okay. It's created some of the havoc. And again, this thing is going to, for this team to go out and win a bunch of football games this year, it's going to end up coming down to them creating havoc, creating the turnovers, doing their thing, and winning ugly like we saw last night. They're capable of doing that. David Culley speaking. Uh, we'll get to your phone calls here in a minute. Said one three two one two five seven ninety. I see a couple of you already uh, rolling in, wanting to talk about the Texans and stuff. I'll get to you guys in just a moment. Uh, but the team last night, um, overall, look not your best, not your worst. We'll start with the good from David Culley on the positive of the turnovers. What happens when they get those turnovers, man, they're such a big psychological thing for our offense. You know, the, the first one tonight, we end up getting a short field. The positive thing about that was, which we, we, we haven't always done in practice, when you get those turnovers you got, and you get the turnover where we got it tonight to start the game, you have to get a touchdown. And we were able to do that tonight. And that's why those things are so important. And, uh, you know, again, we've been that way all training camp. Uh, it's starting to show. Uh, we just got to continue to get better and more consistent uh, to keep creating those. Now, look, he's going to always preach that word that you hear in their consistency. We talked about it last week some. He talked about their lack of consistency last week. That is definitely lacking in certain areas of the game. And if you're talking about one thing in terms of the negative of last night, the struggles on third down specifically, here's David Culley. Well, we need to be more consistent. And I think tonight, it, it seemed like, I have to look at the video to make sure, but it seemed like tonight uh, we got a few more blitzes than what we got in the first game. 
we knew that could possibly happen, and I think it disrupted us a little bit. But for the most part, I mean, it's going to be that way. And, you know, we'll get better at that. As we go back and watch the video and see what needed to be done, it usually goes back to somebody not doing their job and not doing what they need to do as far as being what they were doing on defense. So there you go. Third down struggles, defense and on offense last night uh, can be still a very real thing. And this football team is going to have to extend drives and whatever. That's, but it gets back to it again. This is the preseason, and it's hard to completely evaluate the preseason now. Now, this team is playing a lot of guys that play a lot more than other places, um, but the other teams are not playing as many guys. It would have been nice last night to get a real assessment against the Dallas offense with Dak Prescott out there, but you're not doing that. And, and again, I, I'm not trying to put down the defense at this point. They've created turnovers. They've created pass rush, the things that are absolutely important that they must do this season to be a good football team, given what their personnel is. They've done it against backup quarterbacks, whether it's Jordan Love, whether it's uh, Danucci last night in the group that the Cowboys run out there. It's not Dak Prescott. It's not Aaron Rodgers. It is just you have to judge it for what it is and watch as you move forward how they're going to do um, and then one other thing from the offensive side of the football last night. Look, another thing that they're going to rely upon to be a team that wins a bunch of football games this season, and they've talked about it, and you could, you could argue that this is a bad strategy in today's football, which I would always do. I would prefer to be a, fa- a pass-first team, but you look, your, your quarterback situation isn't one where you can be a pass-first type of offense. It is an offense that is um, reliant on not turning the ball over and just kind of taking almost what the defense gives you every single time that you go out there. But the running game is going to be massively important for this football team all season long. Uh, Last night, running the football for the Houston Texans, it wasn't pretty necessarily. Uh, Mark Ingram did get the touchdown for the team there on that first drive out of the turnover. But the overall numbers is a team 28 for 89 yards. That's a 3.2 yards per carry average. That's not good. And then again, I mentioned that one touchdown. The second leading rusher was Jeff Driscoll last night. Not a lot of carries for a lot of guys. Ingram had seven. Um, and then that, then it was Scotty Phillips who had four. So they, they went out there and they threw the ball a little bit more with Davis Mills, obviously. Um, and then Jeff Driscoll just ran a lot more. But they're going to have to maybe step it up based on what we've seen in the first two games. I shouldn't say maybe. Based on what we've seen in the first two games of the preseason, run blocking probably going to have to be significantly better. Here is David Culley on uh, his thoughts about the run blocking last night. Well, we're never satisfied with that. You know, uh, you know. again, partly the way they played tonight uh, has something to do with that. Uh, and basically what we did on offense, but we did basically what they allowed us to do. And, and uh, you know, Tim and the offensive staff did a nice job of putting us in a situation to keep it moving. They did that last night. Let's get to the phone lines real quick because in the next segment we're going to talk about this dumb column that a writer out of Fort Worth has written today about the city of Houston and our sports teams, and we're going to go torched earth on that fool. Let's get to uh, Thomas in Sugarland. What's up this morning, Thomas? Here, uh, like we were saying last night, we did a great job with defensively. But to me, I'm a huge Texan fan. I'm in my pajama, Texan pajamas, drinking out my Texan coffee mug, and I'm used to us 
becoming nine and seven over the season, and then coming to the playoffs and just giving it up. Hopefully, us Texans can do something during the playoffs and our future schedule to get work done, and hopefully we get our job done as a team, and not look like we're not playing good. Absolutely. Thank you for the phone call, Thomas. Uh, appreciate it. Look, I would prefer the Texans to win football games. And, um, look, I will always understand wanting to have or having the hope that your team's going to do it. I mean, they, they're they're my team as well. I've grown up here. Even as much as they piss me off, they've been my team since they became a team in 2002 when I was 12 years old. They, uh, they're not they don't have a chance of making the playoffs this year. This is not going to be a playoff football team. And I know that there's a lot of people that are high on them, higher than than others might be. And again, this isn't about hating the Texans or anything. I think it's just about the reality of the situation. The roster has better players. I, I think even when they play starters for other teams, defensively they'll be better. How much? I don't think it's going to be significant, but they should be a little bit better enough to keep them in some games. They're not going to have any offensive firepower. They're just not. I mean, Tyrod Taylor is what Tyrod Taylor is at this point of his career. He's, he's going to keep the game from getting out of hand, and he's not going to do anything stupid with the football most times. And look, if you played Davis Mills, he's going to look like a rookie when he plays, a third-round rookie specifically. Um, and they're going to – I really do believe, when again, you go through the schedule for this season – you look at it, and again, based off of what we've been able to see in two games, I think it it looks exactly like the team I was expecting it to look like. And there there's there's not a lot of wins that you see in it when you look at it. And I think the Vegas over-under is four and a half, and I've been saying I would take the under on that number, and I will continue to say that because I just don't think they have enough firepower more than anything where they're going to go out there, and they're never going to get in shootouts. If, and if the game gets to the point where it needs to be a shootout, they're not going to be able to keep up. I think that's what I've gathered so far this season because, or this preseason, which is really just in line with what my thoughts were going in. It's not a complete judgment. There's no way to completely judge it. Just that That's just my feeling on it based on what we've seen and what I felt going into this preseason. 713-212-5790 is our phone number to join us here on a Clutch City Sunday, we have a dumb writer in Fort Worth saying dumb things about the city of Houston, and I will give you all that next here on Sports Talk 790. This is head coach Steven Silas. Yes! Sports Talk 790 is home for your Rockets. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her Alright, who are these who are these guys again, Ryan? This band. Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. Those dumbs. Those guys are the guys that fight everybody on Twitter about the, the Giants or whatever. Is it the Giants or the A's? They're one of the they like the Bay or the Warriors. They've gotten in fights with Houston people online. The band has? Yeah. Really? Like on Twitter. Did yeah, not like know. I gotten, wouldn't have I, played them if I knew that. No, no, that's fine that you play them. Um, I mean, I unfortunately did have one of their CDs when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, it might have been that one. Uh, yeah, because that song was the opening song of Shrek, and I played it because he says I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, and I know we're getting ready to talk about somebody that's not the sharpest See, tool in the shed. 
I didn't even pick up on that. Good job. See, that's why you're that's why you're making the big bucks on this show, and I'm not. Oh yeah, you're, th- you're, th- you're thinking that it's a newsflash. Neither of us is making the big bucks. Exactly. <laughs> it's okay though. We're just hanging out. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're not, we're talking about the the guy that's not the tar- sharpest tool in the shed, as the song says there. But yeah, Smash Mouth can suck it. Them and their uh, terrible, terrible takes <laughs> on the. I think it was the. I think it was the Astros uh, sign stealing stuff. Had to have been. That's where everyone rips on us. Yeah, so this is where, uh, well, guess what? This is where today's column is going. Obviously, the Texans last night are in Dallas or in Arlington beating the Cowboys 2014 in the preseason. We'll get back to them, and we can discuss them more at 713-212-5790. We'll get into the Astros because, my God, has it been a beautiful weekend at Minute Maid Park. But we go to Fort Worth, and first of all, I always love – Oh, it's the big. It's the DFW area. Does anybody actually go to Fort Worth? Like seriously, I've been to Fort Worth. I think twice in my life. I've driven through it a million times when you're going out west. But I mean, do, like you don't go to Dallas and say I'm going to go to Fort Worth. There's nothing there. I mean, it's a sure. It's a it's a big city technically, but it's it's blah. What is it, the stockyards or something? Shopping Who centers knows? and chain restaurants. That's all I ever see. Yeah. We went there once. So my family, I have family that lives in Arlington, like 10 minutes away from the Cowboy Stadium. And we had to go, last, or not last time, but like three or four times ago when we were there, we had to go over into Arlington to watch one of my cousins in a play. I mean, in Fort Worth. That's like my extent of Fort Worth in the last like 10 years. So... When we were there, though, it was like, I, there, there's no reason to live here other than you're an hour away from Dallas, basically, because of stupid traffic. So we go to the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, which, you know, I'm sure a bunch of people are reading this uh, newspaper and reading online. And it's by a guy named Mac Engel. And uh, I'm sure he'll respond to a bunch of us on Twitter at some point because the city of Houston has been lighting up his Twitter account so far this season uh, or so far this season, I'm looking at something else. This morning, here's the headline. Karma is killing Houston Rockets and Texans for the sins of the Astros. Oh, my God, what a reach. You are just baiting for clicks, you ass clown already. Like, that is, we are so, I am, so, the whole thing is so past stupid that we keep doing this. But again, I guess when you're up there and you're having to write about the Texas Rangers, who are ass, the Dallas Cowboys, who are ass, the Mavericks, who are flailing flops in the playoffs so far in the Luka Doncic era, and also turning into a disaster off the court, apparently. I mean, they're going to be good but because he's good, but still, like all the stories about how big of a mess they've become, those are great. I guess, are the Stars any good? It's, look... The city of Dallas hasn't had a great thing to talk about since the Rangers got fluky and lucky and went to two straight World Series. Lost both of them, by the way. They're just mad that the the, the city of Houston has the most recent championships that people care about. So let's go to the um, let's go to the to the column today from again Mac Engel, who writes for the Fort Worth Star Telegram. This uh, was published this morning at 5 a.m. So he was up late doing uh, doing a little bit of work, or did it last night. It just got published this morning, and I'm, we're going to read all of it. So strap in; it's not too long, and we'll have a little bit of fun with it as we go. Arlington, Houston. You had it coming. 
That gorgeous window when all of Houston's teams were at the top of their respective leagues was closed by the baddest woman in the universe, Karma. The Houston Astros cheated their way to a title and suffered minimal consequences. Okay, here's our first issue. We'll pause for a moment. They didn't suffer minimal consequences. The commissioner's office, for the millionth time, you freaking idiots, told the players, you can tell us everything and you have immunity. Be mad at them. Also, the players were never going to be suspended. You know why? The Players Association, which protects them, would have kept that from happening. Because there was nothing collectively bargained that said that you could be suspended for any of that. So that narrative is so lazy and stupid, and you look like an absolute idiot for having it. We continue now. It's the rest of Houston paying for the Stroh sports sins. On Saturday night, the terrible Texans, that's actually a fact, came to Jerry World for the Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick's Cup. It's actually the Governor's Cup. This guy's trying to be funny, and he's not funny. The game between the Cowboys and the Texans for the right to claim who is the best of the NFL's most overrated franchises. Are the Texans even rated? That's the other thing. The, the Cowboys, sure. Are the Texans even rated? Your attempts at comedy are horrific, Mac. This was the Cowboys' third fake game of the 2021 season, and that's all you need to know if you insist they lost to the Texans 2014. Their regular season will uh, still starts what feels like three months from now on September 9th in Tampa. Somewhere, the great Bum Phillips is crying at the state of Houston's pr pro football team. Keep that legend's name out your mouth, you idiot! It was once it was Bum who once said the Dallas Cowboys may be America's team, but the Houston Oilers are Texas team. Texas's team. The Oilers are gone to Tennessee, but the Texans want nothing to do with the current state of Houston. S Jesus Christ. Since MLB handed down its punishment to the Astros for its excessive use of technology and trash cans to help win the 2017 World Series and make the playoffs in the next two seasons, they have avoided any real pain. Okay, again, for the millionth time, when can we start actually living in reality? When can we start actually holding... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Idiots that are put in positions to write for papers like this, put their feet to the fire, hold them accountable for being factually incorrect. There is a report, you dumbass, that is out there that the league put out that shows the Astros used the trash can system in the 2017 regular season. In the postseason, it did not exist. It lasted for, at, me at best, a month into the second season, the 2018 season. And then after that, it was gone. They stopped using it. It was done. They didn't use a trash can in 2018 after that. They didn't use it in 2019. And they went back to the World Series that year because they were the best team in baseball.
And that's what kills these people in the first place. They were the best team in baseball through all this, but we keep having ass clowns write articles like this and to continue to talk like this and to put out factually incorrect statements that people will read and take as the truth when the facts are out there. But God forbid somebody, again, I know his job is a columnist and to have an opinion, but God forbid you do homework. God forbid you take your profession seriously. You are what's wrong with it. Absolutely embarrassing. We continue. The COVID shutdown served as a giant shield for Astros players from hearing it from fans in 2020. Well, they're hearing it this year, dummy. There has been there has some backlash since fans were allowed back into stadiums. He missed a word uh, this season, but but the guys like Jose Altuve and the rest avoided the worst of it. If you watch a game for 10 seconds, dummy, you would know that that's not the truth. They've had plenty. Houstonians have not. Talking about having the worst of it. Since MLB handed down its punishment on, on the Astros, there have been consequences. What are those consequences? We'll take a quick break, and I'll finish this dummy's column that he wrote this morning in the Fort Worth Star-Telegram next here on Sports Talk 790. This is John Wall. Shoots. Wow! You've got Sports Talk 790. Wall for three and the lead. Flagship station. Yes! Of your Rockets. Please don't stop the music. Clutch City Sunday here on Sports Talk 790, where we are here to destroy the idiot out of the Fort Worth Star Telegram this morning. If you missed the start of it, we read the first half of the column. Those of you on hold at 713-212-5790, please wait just a second. And I want to get to all of you uh, to also get in on the destruction of this dummy. I just want to finish the column real quick. Mac Engel is his name. He's wrote, again, the headline of it. Karma is killing the Houston Rockets and Texans for the sins of the Astros. Thank you for your idiot take, dummy. So let's finish it real quick. Since MLB handed down its punishment for the Astros, there have been consequences. Oh, this is, by the way, hold on, I actually have to, before I start again. Remember that the Texas Rangers have been labeled by many and also in many reports with sign stealing when Carlos Beltran was there, when Adrian Beltre was there. Have you not read the story, you dumb, about Adrian Beltre, the beloved Texas Ranger, who went into the Rangers Hall of Fame this weekend, used to apparently pay a guy to sit out in center field and use binoculars, and put a towel one way or the other to signal what was coming when he was at the plate. So go ahead and save it, all this crap about, oh, the Astros. That's what's so funny about all this. All these people, all across the sport, all these early writers and stuff want to say all this crap when there's literally evidence all over the place and it doesn't make the Astros right. But like the sport was littered in it. So get off your high horse, you dumbs, including this guy in Fort Worth. So here we go. Since MLB handed down its punishment on the Astros, there have been consequences. Houston's beloved Rockets, that high-octane team that once featured the NBA's MVP and James Harden and all-star Chris Paul have become one of the worst teams in the NBA. Well, yeah, that's usually what happens when you trade away those players. I mean, you get rid of talent, you're, of course, going to become one of the worst teams in the NBA. They traded Paul in exchange for Russell Westbrook, which didn't work. That's factually correct. That trade was not good. They traded Harden because he was done with the Rockets. That is true, 
But it's not like, how about you, you know, mention the fact of what they got, idiot. They got all those picks. It, it helped them go in the tank this season. And they also were able to get the second pick, which resulted in Jalen Green. They finished 17-55 uh, and 55 and now can only hope the second pick of the draft, Jalen Green, is worthy. A lot like what the Mavericks went through, right? With, Louis, uh, with Luka Doncic. They, they kind of just had to hope and pray that he was going to be good, right? Wow, what a novel idea. Which brings us to the Cowboys' opponent on Saturday night, the Texans. They are two seasons removed from reaching the AFC Divisional Round with Deshaun Watson as their quarterback, receiver DeAndre Hopkins as one of the best in the NFL, and J.J. Watt as the face of their defense and franchise. Then Coach Bill O'Brien traded Hopkins to Arizona basically because he didn't like him. The team finished 4-12 last season and looked nothing like the team that could potentially push Kansas City as the best in the AFC. Watt, the most beloved member of the Texans in their nearly 20-year history, was cut in the offseason. He signed with Arizona. Disgusted with a front office that can be, at the at best, described as dysfunctional, Watson demanded a trade. But this tra- his trade demands came, uh, came before 22 female massage therapists came forward and alleged sexual assault, misconduct. The allegations include uh, Watson exposing himself, touching himself, kissing them against their will, and a few other acts that aren't fit for to print in this column. It has developed into a tragic he-said-she-said trope. The accused blames the accusers of either lying or exaggerating in exchange for money. The accusers blame the accused for taking advantage of them. It has all damaged the reputation of a man whose character and persona were both previously celebrated and marketed throughout Houston. Watson has appeared at Texans training camp only to avoid being fined. He is currently listed as the fourth quarterback on the death chart. He is not with the Texans on Saturday night in Arlington. Longtime Houston Chronicle sports columnist, uh, he's actually a beat reporter, John McClain, one of the most decorated reporters who has ever covered the NFL, steadfastly maintains that Watson will never play a down for the Texans. That leaves veteran journeyman backup Tyrod Taylor as the starter. The Astros, meanwhile, are in first place in the AL West, primed for their fifth consecutive postseason. One city, three franchises, they, will all gloriously, they were all gloriously at the top simultaneously. The one that won it all cheated their way to a title. No, they didn't. There was also there was always going to be a price somewhere. Now we know who picked up the check. It's not the Astros. It's Houston. Okay, so let's just go through the end of the Texans part. He brought up all of that to just randomly go into the Texans part of this, and he brings up Deshaun Watson's sexual misconduct stuff and basically makes it about it being the fault of Houston and our karma. These are the kind of people that don't deserve to have jobs, to be perfectly honest with you. How this man is employed by a legit publication, it's sad. It's embarrassing. Again, I understand it's a column and you're allowed to have an opinion. This isn't, a, this isn't an opinion. This is just called being an, a jackass and lazy and bait and clicks and putting things out there and tying things to something to, that, that have nothing to do with each other. At all. I've dealt with the, 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 the Astros part of this. You want to live in this world where you think nobody else is doing anything, including the team up there in that part of the state? Well, he's an idiot. Nobody's going to be able to help this clown out at any point in his life. He's that dumb. And apparently he's a professor as well. So that tells you all you need to know about the education system in the country. that people, Somebody's being taught something by this dummy. And to go through each situation, look, 
every city, you're never going to stay on top of something forever. Of course, it's sports. Things change. The Rockets have changed. They got nothing to do with the Astros and science dealing. Bill O'Brien has nothing to do with the Astros and science dealing. Bill O'Brien, the Texans demise is because demise is because of the Texans and also Bill O'Brien. Yes, who the Texans let run things. Nice try, you idiot. You do not pass go, and you do not collect your two hundred dollars. I feel dumber for having read your stupid, stupid column. Let's get to the phones at 713-212-5790. That is the number to join us. We have Philip in the Woodlands. Hello, Philip. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Hey, um, I'm, I'm as frustrated and tired of all this as you are. Everybody knows they were their idiots, but yeah, they couldn't suspend the players. I thought the punishment was actually pretty well justified and... and was well executed. I thought it was pretty fair. The guys at the top were responsible for not overseeing things, and they got punished. So you have to imagine every GM around the league is looking at that going, I don't want to get suspended for a year. Are we doing anything like this? And if so, what can we do to stop us from being caught? But um, the reason I was calling was, um, uh, you know, there was a bit of of drive-by journalism by Verducci back in, Tom Verducci back in 2018 on the Dodgers camera system, which sounded horrifically worse than whatever the Astros did. And this source is supposedly a front office person inside the Dodgers on payroll at the time he got the information, not an ex-employee playing for a rival. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, and so that source described the front office hiring a staff of people. And setting yeah. up more than a dozen, unlike one camera in Houston, they have more than a dozen. And it specifically mentions recording dugouts, which has been illegal uh, since, I believe, 2000 under a memo by Frank Robinson. And I think Seattle got accused of that as well by a former coach. It's with uh, Houston now that admitted that they were recording dugouts. And so uh, I just it's astonishing to me you have a, a very credible reporter in Tom Verducci who's on MLB broadcast frequently do the report, and yet we get no follow-up as to say, okay, what is there to this story? At least at least open up for an investigation, say, okay, we looked at it, it was exaggerated, or it wasn't live cameras, or do something, and then release that. But there's been absolute silence, as far as I can tell. No, you're absolutely right, Philip. I mean, on all of it. That's the amazing... Look, how, we are four years out from when this went on now. And, of course, we're not that far removed still. We're almost getting to the two. We'll be at the two-year point after this season of uh, of when the, the report and everything came out. But there were so many stories written, like you mentioned, left and right. There are so many stories that have been written since about other teams detailing it. And the Dodgers are one of them. It's amazing. And, look, part of it's the market that they play in. And ESPN and the national the national outlets are part of the issue here, too. They took the story and ran with it. The leagues want it. The MLB 
When they had the opportunity to make the Astros the face of it, they took every opportunity they could. They also, it was made easy for them because, again, and it blows my mind, Mike Fires ratted on his team and did what he did. So they jumped on it because I'm telling you this, and I've, and I've said it since all this came out. I don't get every piece of information like so many people that are out there, but I've been around the Astros enough, and really it's been for me, it's been during the postseason in the last few years when I've been able to travel places, and the stories I'm telling you that I hear from people off the record about the amount of camera stuff that was going on when Gordy and I would go out on these trips, whether it was Cleveland, whether it was in New York, whether it was in Boston, whether it was in Los Angeles. I've been to all those places. The amount of stories that you hear from people off the record would blow your mind. It was a massive, massive problem across the sport. And there's a reason why all that stuff has come out since. And it's just, it's like, we, we live in this existence in the coverage where the stupid the, the stupid people that are out there can't acknowledge facts and can't acknowledge other things that are out there. We can't like why we don't have any sort of investigative report on the others is amazing to me. You can always find somebody's going to talk. You might not be a player like you had here, but somebody would say something. And it really is a damn shame on Major League Baseball for the way that they handle things, the way that they scapegoated the Astros. Astros are, are look, again, like we've said it over and over and over, they got they, they got to deal with the grave they dug. It's just a fact of the matter. And they've done that. But why they got to keep wearing it out there from people that are stupid like this, when again, and, and, and the Astros are taking the high road too. Some of them have, have kind of, spoken up a little bit as we've moved along. You know, guys that aren't in the league anymore, Evan Gaddis specifically, he's had some moments where he's talked about it, uh, basically said it flat out about these other teams that did the same kind of things. But the Astros that are playing, they take the high road on it. They've apologized multiple times, which an apology is never good enough for people. They've not bus-tossed anybody else in the league, any other teams. They're not really bus-tossed any players other than Carlos Correa telling Cody Bellinger to shut, or know the facts or shut the bleep up. Because, again, they, 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 these other teams don't want their skeletons to come out of that closet. They know it, too. And I was amazed at how many of them spoke the way that they did. It really is the prominent people, whether it be the Bellingers of the world, the Aaron Judges of the world. But I, I just, I'm blown away that we keep... It is August 22nd. The Texans played the Cowboys last night, and that guy was right. Like he was looking for something to write. Who wants to write about a third or a second role for them, third preseason game? Hell, to be perfectly honest with you, if I, I don't necessarily want to talk about a preseason football game. You don't want to know why? Because they don't matter, like they said, and there's not a ton to gather. You, you can have the biggest football fans in the world, Tim, and there's a ton to gather. There's not. You know what the football team is going to be. I know what the football team is. You know what the level of talent is. They know what the level of talent is. Let's get to the regular season. That's when we make judgments. There are small things here and there that you always can't. But that's what you go to last night. You're that lazy as a writer that you have to go to the city of Houston. By the way, a city you don't live in. A city that you don't know, clearly. You don't do homework on it. And this is journalism in 2021. This is what... A reputable newspaper that's been around for a very long time 
has on its payroll. People wonder why people don't. Let's go. Chelsea's on the board. Lukaku is in the building, people. He's back. What a beautiful, beautiful moment. Oh, I'm way too excited. 713-212-5790. Congratulations again to the dumbs out there. That guy in Fort Worth, uh, on your opinion, that is just absolutely stupid. Uh, <laughs> just absolutely so dumb. We'll get into the Astros and what they did on the field yesterday next here on Sports Talk 790. Castro drills this deep to right field. Jason Castro here. Houston's home for Astros baseball at Sports Talk 790. It's a goodbye. It's a goodbye. Watch City Sunday here on Sports Talk 790. We've been discussing the um, the idiot that is Mac Engel and the article or the column that he wrote after the Texans game last night um, that tied the Houston's Houston the city of Houston's problems in sports, as he put it, basically blaming it on the Astro sins. I mean, again, what, what we're still doing all right here in Houston, by the way. The Astros are on their way to, like he mentioned, making their fifth straight postseason and uh, their fourth division title in the last five years because yesterday they won again in the A's loss, so the Astros' lead is at three and a half games. They're going for the sweep of Seattle. I'll have the uh, on-deck show from 12 to 12.35 coming up in just a bit to get you ready for that third and final game. But uh, just real quick, we had some, had some uh, tweets come in uh, or a tweet come in just a minute ago from somebody talking about that, that – Column from Mac English. Sex harassment city with the Mavs. 30 games back from at Rangertown, an irrelevant town since 96 in the NFL. Dude is talking mess about Houston. He's right. Uh, I don't know how to say your Twitter name, but if you're listening, uh, thank you. The The Mavericks had their own sexual harassment stuff like in the past year with one of their front office employees, I believe. So, you know, again... If you're going to write stuff like this, you got to do your homework. And that's what it all came back to sounding like as an idiot that just didn't do his homework. You can you can go at cities and go at teams and whatever, but you got to have some facts in the matter. And he did not have a lot of facts um, about anything. He was just that freaking stupid. And again, just it baffles me that people are allowed to have those kind of jobs and do what they're doing. But again, if you missed uh, the important stuff yesterday, we're talking about the Houston Astros that were going out there and, and doing some things, well, they scored a lot of base, uh, runs in the baseball game, and they won. Their feet, nearly 30,000 at the ballpark today. Torrens off second, the 0-2. Did he go around? He sure did. Moore is down on strikes, and that is the ball game. And the Houston Astros pour it on the Mariners for a second straight day, winning today by a final of 15-1. to Astros have won three in a row. You take three in a row any time that you can get them, and my God, what a beautiful sight it has been to have the Astros back at Minute Maid Park and the offense just going nuts. Thank goodness they have been so good against Seattle throughout the years. And again, this is a Seattle team that came into this series 10 games over 500, and they were in the race. To, I mean, they're five and a half games back. 
in the American League West coming into this series. So they weren't going to win this division. They weren't going to factor in the division race down the stretch, but they could factor in the mix of the wild card. They were only like three games back at the second wild card spot coming in, but I don't know. Is um, is 27 runs in two games good? I think it's decent. Now, hopefully that doesn't mean that they're going to go back into a shell. It's Because, look, baseball will do baseball, and you have these moments where you go out there and you – you know, you'll stink again. But if they want to, um, they want to bottle this up and just kind of roll on this for a few days. Sign me up. Uh, this afternoon it is Fromber Valdez versus Tyler Anderson, so that should be, uh, you know, if Fromber pitches like he did the other day, that will help. The bad news is that <laughs> the Kansas City Royals are in town this week. Starting tomorrow, right? I think it's serious. It's tomorrow. Starts tomorrow through uh, Wednesday. Kansas City's the team that you just played, obviously, and uh, didn't do very well against, and they were pests in that series. So, you know, you, at the worst, you want to get some sort of revenge. But if the look, the beautiful thing could be is when you're playing that series is that you just saw them. There's a little bit of familiarity that you've been able to build in now with them. Uh, at least seen some of their arms to where you'll be ready for some of it. That that would be a good thing uh, for this baseball team. They can get some wins there against them. It's, uh, look, it's, it's just nice again. Is everything perfect again? No. But, but for this weekend it is. Pitching's been good. Hating's been good. You hope that they can bottle this thing up and kind of do it again uh, here today and get, again, another victory over this Seattle team because, they needed this in the worst way, and we've talked about talked about it a lot. The way that the schedule is lined up for them, it's soft. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the majority of the rest of the season. I mean, right now, again, we'll just run through them real quick. You got Seattle today. You got the three against Kansas City this week. Three in Arlington next week. And then you go to Seattle to place the Mariners again, who you are now 8-4 and four against this season. Then you go to the Padres, which will be difficult. Then you see Seattle again, final time you see them back at home. So look, the Astros, they, they keep playing the way that they have against the Mariners. They're going to clean up just against them alone with the, what, seven games you have left against them this season. Then you get the Angels at home. You're at the Rangers again for four. You're home for the Diamondbacks for three. You're at the Angels for four. And then it's that nine games of the se- the last nine games of the season that are that are tough on paper. Six of them, you go uh, at the A's, home for the Rays, home for the A's. So this is where they got to clean up and take care of their business in this portion of the schedule, based on what it looks like. Because it again, don't you love when your phone is connected to your? She knows I'm on the radio. Seven one three two one two five seven ninety. Sorry, my phone's going off. I got my cord into our equipment we use, and that's that's what happens. So my computer goes off because I use a MacBook. Um, but the schedule is light again to where they should be taking care of some business between now and the end of the regular season. And 
so far so good for this baseball team this weekend. If they want to go out today and, and up their number from 15 to 20 today, I'll take a 20-run ball game. Look, I'm doing the post-game show. I don't care if the game takes four hours if they score 20 runs. That'd be fine. Now, if they want to win like 5-1 and do it you know, in, in two and a half hours, I could, I could live with that as well. That probably won't happen. But, uh, again, just encouraging bats all up and down the lineup from Altuve, Correa's gotten going a little bit. I mean, really everybody's gotten going. Taylor Jones, massive day yesterday. You'll hear from all these guys uh, later on in the on-deck show getting you ready again for the final game of this series. 713-212-5790 is our number to join us. We'll go back to the Texans' side of things and discuss what went on last night in the preseason, the second game of the preseason in hour number two here on Sports Talk 790. It's for the city, man. Big, big, big balling in now, Clutch City Sunday. Clutch City Sunday. 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 With Michael Connor. Clutch City Sunday. On Sports Talk 790. Second and final hour of Clutch City Sunday here on Sports Talk 790. Michael Connor back here with you. You can join us at 713-212-5790, 713-212-5790. We've had plenty to get to so far this morning. Obviously, the Texans last night, 2014 win over the Dallas Cowboys. You know, not the the best game in the world, not the worst game in the world. Some defensive things you like. The Astros, another huge win yesterday, 15-1 over Seattle. Again, they'll look for the sweep of the series uh, today, 110 first pitch. I'll have the on-deck show right after this show at 12, from uh, 12 to 12.35. I had Robert Ford and Steve Sparks, where the Astros, again, looking for the sweep of the three-game series. So hopefully... They will be able to pull that off today with Framber Valdez on the mound. Uh, and, of course, we discussed the dummy up there in uh, Fort Worth. That is, his name is Mac Engel, who um, wrote the stupid column about Houston sports teams paying for the sins of the Astros, which is, again, as about, about as lazy as it gets. We'll go through, again, some of that stuff before we get out of here because, well, why the hell not? There's You just got to deal with dumb stuff when you have it. Uh, last night, though, the Texans, again, victory 2014 over the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, it, it's the preseason. As, as Matt Thomas will come on the air tomorrow and he'll play those sound clips and go, it's just the preseason. It is just the preseason. And you can't get too high. You can't get too low. You just take it for what it is. There's at times the Texans having a clear advantage against teams when they are playing guys that are probably on most, look, on most teams, a lot of these guys are average starters. And in some of these game situations now in the preseason, they're playing these guys who are average starters on most teams against guys that are clear-cut backups or not even worthy of being on an NFL roster. I mean, it's just the truth. So sometimes their results are going to look better than what they probably are. Again, I'm not going to sit here and take away 
what they have done defensively in terms of turnovers so far this preseason. If that continues into the regular season, that means they got a legit defense. There's also a massive element of luck that is involved in turnovers. Right, guys will cough balls up, a quarterback will make one bad throw, a ball get tipped, whatever it is. So you, there's there's certain things you can't account for when you're when you're talking about oh you we well, they they talk about it a lot. We want to be a team that creates turnovers all the time. That's great. You can want to create them all the time. It's not that as easy as saying well we're going to create more turnovers. There's again an element of luck that's involved in it. David Cully last night uh, talking about excuse me just uh, what the positives that the that the turnovers bring to the football team. Man, there's such a big psychological thing for our offense. You know, the, the first one tonight, we end up getting a short field. The positive thing about that was, which we, we, we haven't always done in practice, when you get those turnovers you got, and you get the turnover where well, we got it tonight to start the game, you have to get a touchdown. And we were able to do that tonight. And that's why those things are so important. And... Uh, you know, again, we've been that way all training camp. Uh, it's starting to show. Uh, we just got to continue to get better and more consistent uh, to keep creating those. And that's great. I mean, you look, you have to do certain things to create them. Probably the number one way that you do create them, of course, you have to, you know, uh, you have to either strip sack, whether it's a Jacob Martin, we'll hear from him in a minute. Uh, you know, to have the interceptions is going to come off more than anything, putting pressure or just a dumb decision by 2 nothing Chelsea. 2 nothing Chelsea. Arsenal is getting it taken to them. This is lovely. Again, I'm, I've become Mr. Soccer here on the uh, station. I'm all in for the Premier League, and uh, we have decided here in our house that it's going to be Chelsea. Um, that was an executive decision by her because she looks good in blue. And uh, I'm good with that. So Chelsea's up 2 nothing. There's your there's your soccer update. Uh, but for the Texans to create the to create the turnovers this season, more than anything, it's going to come down to the defensive front. David Culley last night on the effort of that defensive front that he saw, and overall in the first two games of the preseason. That whole front, that whole front got after it. You know, we talked we talked uh, last night in our team meeting. You know about the the three E's. You know and effort and energy and execution and the effort and the energy from those guys were unbelievable tonight and when that happens with that group as deep as they are good things happen and they had a lot to do with those interceptions and uh, turnovers that we had they absolutely did and again they've had plenty of instances of guys going out and putting pressure on the quarterback early on. Now, how much of that, again, this is where you judge the preseason. Charles Aminahu last night had a couple of sacks. Demarcus Walker had a sack. Jacob Martin had a sack. Roy Lopez, you keep hearing his name, he had another one. They had five sacks last night as a team. If they can do that, they will have a good defense this season. They can, If they're putting up five sacks on the board in a ball game, they're going to be creating pressure left and right. Do I think that that is sustainable for them against good teams? No. I don't. I hope for them that I'm wrong. I want the players to have all the success in the world. It's as simple as that. But I just have to evaluate on what I think of the of the talent. And the talent to me is just not going to eventually keep up. Here is uh, Jacob Martin, one of the guys that had the sack, had a sack last night uh, on his play. Uh, who knows? A good play. Good opportunity. Great coverage on the back end. Um, you know, applaud those guys. You know, the reason why I got the sack. You know, to be able to stay in coverage and, um, you know, 
thoughts when you climb the pocket, you know, just get there, win. Um, and, you know, it was a great, great team effort for sure. That most definitely a cover sack, so I'll give them all the credit to the, the DBs on the back end for sure. So there you go. I mean, those are the things he had to do. One more from Jacob Martin uh, on the turnovers that the defense has been creating. Uh, you know, uh, that's one of our models on defense, you know, uh, cause havoc in the backfield and uh, get turnovers. You know, uh, goals for your game. Tonight we got four, um, you know, and try to finish the game with at least 20 strip attempts as a defense. And um, that's something that he, we preach and something that he preaches every day. Uh, and obviously, you know, running to the ball gives you those opportunities to, to, to have those those turnovers, whether it's a strip sack or whether it's a, you know, tip or overthrow, you know, or it's a, just a good interception. Um, but being around the ball is how you create turnovers. That is absolutely how it happens. And again, did that last night, 20-14 to 14 win over the Dallas Cowboys. 713-212-579 is the number to join us uh, here on a Clutch City Sunday. Let's get to uh, George is up next here on the show. What's up, George? Yeah, I have a couple of quick questions, uh, mainly Astros, but I would say I've been pleasantly surprised by Nils at quarterback. Uh, I believe Tyrod Taylor should be our starter. He's he's a serviceable quarterback. He'll do fine. No issues. Deshaun can go wherever he wants to. I don't care. All right, my real questions are about the Astros. I want if I don't know how to do it. Y'all look up the war for Alvarez when he plays left field, when he plays designated here, and when he's not in the game. Maybe your producers know how to do that. I don't know. I'm old school. And then the second point is: is the plan to dump Guriel next year? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Which I think is a mistake. And then move. No, he, 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 he has a... No, um, your Yuli has a option for next season, so I would be surprised oh. if I don't bring him back. Okay, good. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. want to see him back. Yeah, I think that that's absolutely going to be the case. Thank you for the phone call. Seven one three two one two five seven nine is the number to join us. You know, I don't know in terms of war for Jordan what it looks like when he's playing certain positions. I can tell you that the uh, just hold on one second when he's in terms of his hitting this season. Now, look, it's the, the difference in a bats is pretty substantial, but there is, there's always this theory that gets thrown out there by people that when you're in the game and you're playing in the field, you're more engaged in the game, and it keeps you... you know, Michael Brantley talks about it all the time how he prefers to be out in the field because he just can't doesn't like to sit around and all that. This season, Jordan has played 26 games and left. He's been the DH 77. He's got 91 at-bats as a left fielder, 305 as a DH, so it's a Way different number, but as a designated hitter this season, he's hitting 269 with 14 home runs and 60 runs batted in. When he plays left field, he's hitting 363 with 10 home runs and 24 runs batted in. That's a pretty significant gap. You know, a lot of that could be fluky stuff. And again, he's got such a big sample size, and a lot of his DH work did come early in the season when he was really trying to find his way. His D, and you get his legs back under him and everything. 
So how much of that is is the fact factoring into all this? I don't know. I, I would think it's pretty substantial. But it's it's an interesting note. It's an interesting nugget to to keep an eye on, uh, given that his numbers are way better again as a as a, as a left fielder this season than as a designated hitter. And yeah, with Yuli, I think the option next year for his contract is like seven or eight million bucks. It's not a ton. The they'll be picking that option up. It's he's making seven million bucks this season, and the option for him for next season is $8 million with only a $500,000 buyout and has $2 million in performance bonuses available. He's been so good again this year. I know he's been down a little of late, uh, but he's he's really had a great bounce back here. He works very hard. I know he's older. He'll be 38 next season, but I wouldn't worry about picking up an $8 million option on him, to be perfectly honest with you. 713-212-5790 is our number. Uh, to join us here at Clutch City Sunday, he spoke of Davis Mills as well. We're going to hear some from him and Mark Ingram in the next segment right here on Sports Talk 790. This is Jason Castro. Lifted right field. Catch the game and talk about it here. And that's down! 790 is your home for the Strohs on the radio. Clutch City Sunday. Sports Talk 790. Michael Connor back here with you. You can join us at 713-212-5790. We've been discussing all over the board. Again, Astros, Texans, uh, the stupid column, which we'll mention again if you missed it, coming up before the end of the show. Excuse me, one second. Man, sometimes you just, you know, you're in the middle of talking. It's like you just got to. It just kills you. That's the that's the fun of live radio. But uh, we're watching. I'm also giving you soccer updates for those of you that care. Because again, I I love sports in general. And for years, I've always casually, when I remember to watch soccer, and, and nothing against the MLS. I just um, I'm not watching the MLS. I hope the Dynamo do well. I have not watched really them in years. But um. In our house, we decided this year we're going to go full in and watch. Like, I want to go full in and become invested and watch the Premier League. Like, I want this to become part of my life. And uh, we've we've decided that it's Chelsea for us, and they're playing Arsenal, and they're up two nothing. So again, there's your soccer. Um, there's your soccer update of the morning. They are about to go to halftime in that one, and it's pouring down rain. What do you know? Pouring rain in London? What a shock! Um, but the Texans last night. They are 2-0 and in the preseason. I like their odds of going 3-0 and because I need to, again, find out how much we're going to see the Bucks starters. I would Im- would not imagine this going to be a ton. There's really no reason for the Texans to not play starters and play them significant amounts of time. Now, if there's one thing that needs to happen, it is Davis Mills playing more. All right, Tyrod Taylor had a good series against the Green Bay Packers, 4-4 for 40 yards. They didn't score a touchdown there. He was obviously on the field last night when they scored their touchdown. Then Mark Ingram drives home when they get the short field because the defense sets them up. I keep going back to that. This team's success, so much of it is going to be relying upon the, the defense setting them up. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. 
and, and I'm not necessarily looking for fights on anything because I I don't think there's a lot of reason to fight about the Texans. They are who they are. Until they show us it's it's going to be different than what it was last season or different from than from what expectations are for them this season, I don't think that there's much reason to fight. You know, I, I think it's it's just fair to live in reality of the situation. And you see that the way that they played again last night. You've seen the way that they've played. I think overall in the two games, you don't take much from the first one. But it's going to be a team that's going to struggle to score touchdowns. They'll probably put themselves in opportunities to, to kick plenty of field goals and to, to do fine there. But, you know, seeing Davis Mills do something out there on the field is what we want to see over this last preseason game because I think at some point this year you're going to watch him start games. Now, look, I don't know how far they go necessarily with Tyrod Taylor in terms of how long before they pull the plug and put Davis Mills in because I think they, of course, will reach the point of the season where the record says you stop playing the, the veteran journeyman and you play the rookie. But here's the, the other reality of the situation for Tyrod Taylor is that he has an, a massive injury history. And look, last year was a fluky thing where he got injected in his chest or whatever for, I forget what it was, but it was done wrong by the team doctor, basically knocked him out. And the old saying, you know, he'd leave the glove on the mound. Justin Herbert goes out there and picks up that glove, and he never gave the job back because he was the rookie, and they, he came out and he looked awesome from the jump, and it's like, well, <laughs> can't stop playing this guy. He's good. Really good. So you can't necessarily, but look, Tyrod Taylor's got a little bit of history getting banged up. In Cleveland, what was it, concussions knocked him down? Baker Mayfield takes over, he doesn't get the job back there? It happens. But if he's able to stay, stay healthy, Davis Mills is probably going to play at some point this season. Uh, one of the things the Cowboys did last night, we'll start here, just Davis Mills overall. Uh, with some thoughts on what he has shown for the team and the fans so far this preseason. I mean, obviously, I think I've, I think I've shown what I can do at least a little bit so far. Obviously, there's still a ton of room for improvement. Um, I mean, tonight I felt we had a really good team effort. Obviously, the defense had I think four takeaways, so that's huge. Getting us back the ball on offense, and then players around me were making plays, so it made my job a little easier. As you can tell, very team-oriented answer. I listened to all of Davis Mills, and we only got three cuts out of them for the show today. Not going to be a quote machine. That's okay. I'm not making anything of, of, of that. I really genuinely don't care. But not a quote machine at all. Davis Mills on what he learned in the game last night. I mean, what's nice is still preseason, so Dallas is... They did a really good job disguising some of their looks, but, I mean, that gives us a ton of really good practice for moving forward, going into the season, communicating with the line and uh, protection, just making sure we're on, on top of everything. Um, I think, like I said, just seeing some different things different ways. I think Dallas mixed it up a little bit, but I think we can still just go out there and execute and do our jobs. That'd be good if they're able to go out and do just that, like he's saying, go out there and Execute your jobs. Final one from Davis Mills. On handling, look, Dallas did give them a lot of looks last night. They did bring the pressure uh, on the blitzes that they were bringing and handling them. 
It's nice. It kind of settles you in the game a little bit when you're getting hit early on. Unfortunately, like you don't want to get hit as as a quarterback. Um, I think our offense, offensive line and running backs did really good in protection tonight. Um, but like I said, it's nice when a team's bringing bringing stuff early on in the preseason because we're getting a chance to look at it, to talk about it. We'll see it on film, and we'll be be a lot better next week. Hopefully, for his case, they will be better, and he will be better as well because he's look again. He's um. He's been okay. There, there were some throws last week that were intriguing to me. The numbers last night were okay. The throws were decent. And there was really nothing to, for me to, to write home about. The, the, the thing that stood out the most was the struggles, I think, at times with the short, uh, the short passes that he has had some issues with, the, the accuracy there. That's going to have to be consistently better. Here, here's just, again, my, my unfortunate reality for me of the situation for him is that they are going to play him, and he's going to look exactly how you expect a third-round rookie to look. He did not play a lot of college football. He just didn't. And that kind of stuff, it does matter. Even if it's not going to necessarily write the write the story of who he is and what he's going to be this season. There's just going to be growing pains. That that's that that is the definition of this thing. With the team, like yeah, they could get rid of that feeling or that uh that stupid slogan that they're using this year, which is that football feeling, which whoever the hell came up with that, oh good God. It's probably Hannah McNair. She's got way too much influence over there, which is a pro- I'm not even gonna go off on that. You guys want to know what a real problem is for the Texans? Hannah McNair. Trust me on this one. Hannah McNair is a massive issue. She's pulling more strings over there on Kirby with people than you realize, and it's bad. Um, but the the team, you know, it, growing pains, I think, will be the theme of this season. Finding some pieces that you want to keep around long term or keep around for a little bit longer to hopefully supplement with some good young talent you can bring in in the next draft is what this is what this season's going to be about. One of the guys that's going to help you do that, I guess, this season at least, hopefully, be competitive is what their thought and the process is. Been interesting to see how they're they're utilizing the running backs so far this preseason. They got veteran guys that don't need a lot of work. They got some younger guys that you want to see. I'm always on the team of I'd prefer to play young guys at that position, especially when you're not going to be good, try and find those diamonds in the rough. I don't find a lot of value for me personally in playing the David Johnsons in the world. I thought it was a complete total mistake to bring him back. I don't understand the Mark Ingram signing other than a veteran leader that David Culley's been around that they like, that he likes, um, which I get that stuff matters for culture of your team that you're building and everything, but... You know, to me, the, the, the obvious thing is to play the, the Philip Lindsays and, the, and those kind of guys of the world. There's, there's not a lot of value in playing older guys. Mark Ingram, though, the last night scores the touchdown. Uh, some thoughts from him on the start, the good start, as he would say, of that game and what they need to grow on as they move on. Um, well, obviously that's huge to start the game on defense and for them to be able to cause a turnover, give us a short field, and for us to be able to capitalize and get a touchdown on it. Um, you know, that's execution. That's something you want to do. So um, obviously how the game started, we're happy with that. But, you know, as the game went on, um, just need a better execution to sustain drives, 
you know, limit big plays, all that stuff. So although we got the win and there's lots of good from this tape, it's also a lot to be able to grow from. So we'll be, you know, excited about continuing to improve and continue to get better. And that's all that stuff is important. And the the defense setting you up with turnovers is always great. Here's more from Ingram on the defense doing just that. I mean, that's huge. The name of the game is being able to take the way, take the ball away. And they've been causing turnovers at a high rate both last week and this week. So hopefully that uh, we'll just continue to grow in that way. Um, we'll continue to limit big plays. We'll continue to you know, create big plays for our defense and get takeaways and give our offense short fields. And as an offense, we have to be able to take advantage of that, execute, and put touchdowns, turn those turnovers into touchdowns. And um, that's just playing complimentary football. That's playing winning football. And that's what we're trying to focus on doing. And that's, again, what you're going to hear a lot from this team this season. The, the identity of this group is they're the, the, one of the identities of the football team overall is supposed to be that they're going to be great at running the football this season. I think like they truly believe that that's going to be one of their calling cards. They're going into the season thinking we're going to run the ball a lot. Now, that's to me a dangerous game. It, it speaks to your faith in your quarterback situation because, again, the quarterback position is not great. It is what it is. Um, I also can tell you that like, it's – there's analytics out there that sh- that that show that running the football, being a run run heavy team, just doesn't really work out unless you have an elite defense and elite runner running back. And like the the Tennessee Titans can do it at times because they got an elite level running back. Texas don't have that here. They just don't, and they, they don't have anybody on the roster that that screams he's going to be that guy. But the identity of what that group is, Mark Ingram, on just that. Um, we just want to be a, a physical group, a group that executes, a group that can, um, you know, run the ball inside, run the ball outside, come out the backfield, catch passes, pick up pass protection, just be complete backs and be uh, a position that's an asset to this team, a position that's making plays for this team, and a p- position that can bring momentum and energy to this team. And as running backs, you take pride in that. So um, we just want to be a group that makes plays uh, and that, uh, you know, is an asset to the team. That's great. I mean, if they can be just that, then that will help this team be more competitive and be better than what I believe they'll be. From the the run blocking to the to the to the talent that they have. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In that position group, I don't think that it's going to be much better overall. If it's mainly Philip Lindsay and Mark Ingram playing, it'll be better than last year. You know, there's a lot being said that hey, David Johnson's getting more comfortable in this offense. I just watched him run last year. There's nothing there. There's not. His career is. I really was surprised he was able to keep a job. And I think that when he's done with the Texans after this season, he won't have a job anymore. I just think his career it, it's past. Last thing for Mark Ingram last night on the things they need to improve on as a team. Obviously, um, we don't 
want to be a team that has pre-snap penalties. We don't want to be a team that, you know, is letting our quarterback get hit. We want to take care of the football. We want to be able to convert fourth and ones, be able to sustain drives. We want to be able to convert third downs, be able to stay drives. We want to be able to, you know, stay in front of the chains so we're not playing behind the chains, you know. Um, we want to limit big plays. We want to have big plays and uh, all those things, you know. We want to be able to execute offensively, defensively, special teams, and be able to play complementary football and win in football. So um, those are all things that we'll be focused on, things that we'll be analyzing, and things that we'll continue to improve on. There you go. All the things that we know that they got to prove. Look, I mean – we we know when we hear all these things, like they're gonna what the answers are gonna be. It's very canned. But look, I'm arguing my I thought that he did give some some good insight there. It's all those things are important though for them to to really improve on if they if because again, you and I live in the world where we think of it as fans in the long term future and how they get back to being a playoff type of football team. They're not living in that world in the in the in the locker room. They're living in the world of trying to find a way to be competitive and win football games this season and be really good. I think if you true serum most of those players deep down in, they know exactly what they're going to be. They'll never speak it out loud. Ever. As they shouldn't. They're a team. They've got to stay together as a team, and they are trying to win football games. Um, overall, at least, the being together in the early on in the David Cully era definitely appears to be there. 713-212-5790 is our phone number to join us here on a Clutch City Sunday. Back into some of the Astros and going for the sweep of Seattle today. We'll discuss that next here on 790. Previously on Baseball. The Astros have got it to this point. You know, they don't quit. New episodes daily. The goal is the postseason. I mean, this is baseball. Sports Talk 790. City Sunday, right here on Sports Talk 790. Michael Connor here with you. You can join us at 713 212 5790. We'll be leading you in here to Astros on deck starting at noon. I will have you for that. So you have me for another hour. Exactly. Another hour right here on. Sports Talk 790, again, getting you ready for all that. The Astros, if you missed it yesterday, well, what the heck were you doing? Uh, it was a pretty good day at Minute Maid Park. Altuve on second, Correa on first, Gilbert set. Here's the pitch. Off-speed pitch, driven to left, back Fraley, still going back. It's gone! A three-run homer to the opposite field for Jordan Alvarez. That's his 24th of the season. And just like that, the Astros lead five to nothing. Watch out now. Jordan's getting onto one of those runs. The Astros are on one of those runs now as a ball club. And we know the importance of them getting out there and uh, getting going, getting right here ahead of the uh, month of September. Because September will be here, what is today, the 22nd. September is here next Wednesday. And it's that final stretch at that point to where, golly, you know, 162-game season, we didn't have one last year. But it's amazing that when you get back into it, it's always a long season. It always hits a, sp a spot where it's the dog days. In the last few weeks, it's felt like the dog days. But, damn, look at it. I mean, we're going to look up here next week, and we're in the last month of the regular season. In, in October, we'll, 
right back where they've they've lived now for five years, which is in the postseason. Uh, or what? Yeah, five. This would be fifth. Yeah, fifth year in a row, or fifth. Yeah, fifth year in a row. Six out of the last seven, whatever it is. Don't ask me to do a bunch of math. This is where they live now. They live in the postseason. They're that good. But uh, they've needed. They needed this type of execution at the plate the last couple of days. Dusty Baker yesterday after the game on the team busting out in the last two. Well, you know, I mean, this team that you, you know they came. I mean, we'll never forget that game that you know they came back on us in in, in uh, Seattle, and uh, you know the guys. You know, we're feeling it. Guys are smelling it. And uh, we had some guys have some big nights. You know, we were praying that Taylor uh, got a single at the end, that, you know, to hit for a cycle because usually the triple is the hardest one to get. And also uh, we're hoping that, you know, Jose got his fifth hit and, and he's never gotten five hits in a game. And, you know, we were happy for, you know, everybody was happy, um, you know, for Wilson, you know, that got his first hit as an Astro uh a triple, then he uh, added on a double. So, and it was great to see Yuli, you know, get some hits, and you know he's starting to swing great, and as well as Alvarez, and uh, so it was overall, you know, great night pitching, defensively and offensively. You love those kind of days at the ballpark. Twenty-seven runs in the last two games. It's been nuts, absolutely nuts, uh, seeing them go out there and do what they're doing. And good news if you're if you're looking for some positives today is that uh, Dusty Baker before the ball game today said that um, sounds like they're or at least that Kyle Tucker could be back for them midweek and that that's been the hardest thing about look there's always going to be there's always going to be moments like we had this past week as fans where you question where teams are going to go you can look if you were in my house uh, my significant other would have told you that I was acting like a stupid kid this week because I'm in the house and I'm just like, I'm in this mood where I'm just, I'm pissy and I'm like, ah, they're done. They're not going to do it. I go through and she does it every year. She's always like, I know the, like, I think she calls it five or seven stages of Michael during a baseball season. And she always reminds me when they're going on. So yesterday, this past week, I hit my second stage of they're done. They have no chance. And this is the, the stage that I, this is just me away from the microphone most of the time. I, I don't bring it onto the microphone a lot because by the time I get to the microphone, I've calmed down and I've thought about it. But when I'm at home, trust me, when I'm at home and I'm watching these games like you guys are and listening to them here on Sports Talk 790, I am constantly battling the same emotions, the same getting pissed off, the same wanting to throw something or punch it. Like It, it, it happens. And this past week, it was that. And it was, it's really been... There's been a lot of it for the last month because they've played basically 500 baseball for over a month, which isn't terrible. Look, you could go find any great team in a regular season, and there's going to be periods of that season where they go out and they they play 500 ball. I like the team, like the 2019 team. They probably didn't have a lot of stretches. Like their their stretch of playing 500 ball at some point was probably like a 10 game stretch where they went five and five. They won 107 games. It's hard to be 500 for extended periods of time when you're when you're doing. It. But look, this team is this team is basically over a 30 game period been a a 500 team, which is there's nothing wrong with it. 
when you're twenty something games over five hundred, whatever you are. Now you have to, you can't live there after you get that far up. Like you're gonna have to extend. And we're seeing them do just that, and you know, in the last three ball games now, and bouncing back. But you'd rather be the five hundred team than to be the to be the team that goes out there and has a well under five hundred record through certain portions of your regular season. So now it's all about feasting where they're at. And again, you look to starting pitching. You look to the bullpen has been a monster. Uh, You can't give them enough credit for... Now look, you could dog them for the way it turned out. I actually was one of the people in the offseason, I was like, man, I thought they did a good job of remaking the bullpen a little bit. I thought they added some good, reliable arms. But I was also counting, I think, like a lot of people on the young pitchers that basically all flashed last season taking the next step forward. And it's crazy. that That's that's a reminder of young pitchers specifically. Look at what all of them done this season. They've all flamed out. And they're really not here outside of what, Blake Taylor? But they did an incredible job of the deadline reworking this bullpen to where it is an absolute strength of this baseball team now. They're gonna hit. Like that that's you know, they went through this stretch this past week, and it's again it's hard to judge it where the way they've been. They've not had their nine regulars together in a lineup since June eleven. Now that lineup included Miles Straw, so now you just sub Miles Straw out for Chaz McCormick or Jake Myers. And by the way, Jake Myers, uh, what a start to his big league career now that he's been given the opportunity. He's completely, uh, I think, probably bought some some trust from Dusty Baker, as he should, that he could be played more moving forward. He's got a little something in that bat, man. So the serious short swing, serious power, very intrigued. I was intrigued by the numbers coming in. They, they've dialed into something with his swing at the minor league level that has changed his projection as a as a big leaguer in the league. But they, they're going to hit, plain and simple. Like, that's, that's just not going to long-term be an issue for this team. They're too good not to. Too many guys with too many numbers on the back of that baseball card that they're not going to play to. Some of them might not play to them this season, it's been a weird year for like a Jose Altuve. Again, it's been very up and down. Batting average isn't where it typically is. The OPS numbers are down, and he's on a homerless streak right now that is pretty bad. But most of these guys are going to get to their numbers, get to who they are. So that would be good. Here's another uh, little nugget that's coming out from the Astros right now. Everybody's tweeting about it. Jose Arquiti is speaking with the uh, media. He is going to start Tuesday in Sugarland for the Skeeters. So if you want to go see Jose Urquidy pitch out there at Constellation Field, go ahead and get those tickets. Uh, he'll be pitching Tuesday for the Skeeters in Sugarland. Scheduled to throw five innings in the start. All goes well. Activated by next Sunday. Massive, massive thing for the Astros to get him back. Odorizzi was fine yesterday. We know that they need Jose Arquiti back so they can eventually pivot and have him in that rotation because he was getting to the point of the season where he was playing or throwing some really good stuff out there on the mound and doing his thing and looking like the the stud that he can be. 
So it'd be great to have him back here sounding like sooner rather than later. But again, big picture on this team. They're going to hit. I th- I'm confident enough in their starting pitching. Lance McCullers continues to look really good overall. I, th- I mean, he's your staff ace. That Grinky's been s- beyond solid. We'll see what Fromber comes back with today. A lot of bad luck in his last start against the Kansas City Royals where he a lot of soft contact dribble hits. A couple of hits were high choppers, but he, he cut the walk number down. He cuts that walk number, keeps that walk number down again today. Mo's down a team that he typically plays extremely well against. Uh, that being Seattle's career numbers against Seattle are fantastic. Another positive sign, another good fit reason, another reason to feel great about what he has going down the stretch of the regular season, and then it's all about how you line it up come postseason time. Jose Arquiti said that he received, by the way, a platelet-rich plasma, which is a PRP injection. Uh, in his shoulder, that is why he has been out longer than he was this past time. So that's an interesting note. You're always worried about shoulders and how that thing goes. And look, you don't want to mess with those too bad, but hopefully it's it's not too serious the long term. Uh, they can get through this season, get him rest, and be okay with that. 713 Two one two five seven nine eight. It is the phone number to join us here on a Clutch City Sunday. Final segment of the show is up next. If you missed the dumb column that the writer in Fort Worth for the Fort Worth Star Telegram wrote, Mac Ingles, we will give you the highlights of that and final the final segment of the show next. Hey, it's the Trillo G Bun B Sports Talk seven ninety. Your home of the Rockets and Astros. Available everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Number one for music, radio, and podcasts, all in one. Final few minutes of Clutch City Sunday. Michael Connor here with you. You can join us at 713-212-5790. I'll be staying with you uh, here in just a couple of minutes because we will be doing the Astros on Deck show to get you ready for the hopeful sweep of the three-game series uh, over the Seattle Mariners, which would be very awesome. Uh, you know, because they kind of need that. If you missed it this morning, the columnist out of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, that would be, uh, what was his name again? What did I say it was? Mac Engel? I think it was Matt Engels. Yeah, you know, I'll get right here. Mac. M-A-C. Copy that. E-N-G-E-L. What a terrible name, by the way. No, I'm sorry if you're a Mac out there, but like, why wouldn't they give you just the K? Like, why you gotta have just the C? Maybe his name is long for McKenzie. Yeah, I think that's it. Do they name men McKenzie? I really don't know. I'm just asking. <laughs> no, I, I would assume they don't. I would I, hope. I not. would guess. I would guess not either. Um, you and I have pretty simple names. Thank goodness. Um, parents didn't get goofy and crazy with them. They just went. They decided to name me Michael Connor the Third. Hey, there you go. So, they could have named me Cash, go. but they missed an opportunity. They really should have. 
Or they should have named you like Dirty, Dirty Money. Yeah, instead they thought they were funny and made my middle name Gotno. That's just wrong of them. How could they? Why why they got to set you up like that? Oh, they think they're funny. You know, they do their thing. Uh, Yeah, I probably would have named you that too. Or could uh, could could like, like I'm trying to think of big. We could you could have named you Big Money. That's they could have named you too. Yeah, yeah. Would it could have sure think other ones that work. Yeah. I, if I were you, I'd go get a name change. Is what I would do. <laughs> Working um, on it. Just pull the. I actually watched the. Uh, we're just gonna go off on a tangent here. I watched. I finally watched the Malice at the Palace uh, documentary last night on Netflix. Heard that was good. Have you seen it? It's it's pretty good. But uh, Ron Artest or Meta World Peace, talked about his name change. And I think he's changed it again recently. I don't think it's... I, we looked this up the other day, I believe, and it was... He's changed it to... Meta Sandiford Artest. So he's taken his wife's name and hyphenated it with his last name. So he's no longer Meta World Peace. But he changed it to... Yeah, I know. He said he ch- he said in the documentary that he changed it to Meta because of uh, Buddhism and you know it means peace and all this stuff. Which again, Ron Artest or Meta, what was his name again? Meta Sandiford Artest. And just for the sake of this, I'm going to call him Ron Artest. He's a fascinating character. I mean, you got some insight on the stuff that he was dealing with coming up. As a, and look, we saw he came to Houston and he had had he had gotten a lot of things right in his life. Had a really good year here, um, but like they had a you know he basically everywhere he went early on in his career he had a, a psychiatrist that he paid that was with him twenty four seven because he dealt with a lot of really big time uh, depression and anxiety issues that like you know, were medically diagnosed and team, the teams knew about him and he just had a hard time dealing with them when he was in his early 20s. And that was the amazing thing about watching the documentary. And it really, if, if you have Netflix, I would suggest going and watching it. And look, there's always perspective on both sides of things. Like, you would love to not have players go fight people in stands and everything, but you, you go back and you watch this and you really, the, the media coverage, it's embarrassing. Like, they were made out like they did the worst thing in the world. They were playing in a hostile environment, which is no excuse, but they, he got, Ron got something thrown at him, and based on the law, basically, which everybody was, you know, worried about that at the time, thinking that they could get charges and everything, and really it was the NBA, and David, it was David Stern, I forgot that, David Stern, that was the only one that levied out the, he was the judge, jury, and, convi- and convictionist, or whatever, for, uh, for the 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 suspensions, it was just him. He didn't have a committee of people, and he had levied out. I mean, biggest suspensions ever levied out in, in NBA history because of that stuff. And again, it came it came. It was due in large part, and that's why our test like there was no real criminal charge. The guy got fines. They had to pay some stuff for misdemeanor stuff. But because it was provoked by this jackass that threw a a beer cup at Ron Artest and hit him as he's laying down. And the funny part is you're watching this documentary and they're talking about it and Ben Wallace is like and all these guys are like, you know, we we still liked all those guys off the court. We were all friends. And it was just a foul that because Ben pushed Ron. It was because Ron fouled him too hard in that moment. 
Because, again, Ron was unpredictable. But it was just a... It really, it really is. A, I thought it was a well done documentary, and I think it gives you perspective on, and it makes you think about the way that it's covered, the way that the sport is covered, the way that they they were freely talked about, and the word that was used the most is the, the word thug. It was, it's really kind of embarrassing looking back on the covers that it got, given how awful the fans were and how the fans did so much in that instance, and really got off scot free, except for like one guy getting some, the guy that threw the beer cup, basically getting the whole thing going. It's crazy. Go watch it. What now you should do is, of course, sit back and relax and not go anywhere because I'm not leaving you. The Astros on Deck Show. It starts in just a couple of moments. We're going to get you set for the series sweep against the Seattle Mariners. Thank you for listening to the Clutch City Sunday version of this. I'll be back with you in about two, three minutes right here on Sports Talk 790. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.